and shine. Rise and shine. What a glorious day. What are you excited about? Today is going to be something completely different. Am I right or am I right? I have no psychic abilities. I'm just an entertainer. And you are a talented broadcaster. Talent is talent. I don't care who you are. Talent? What's mine? What's mine? Your talent is a sad waste of talent. That is his talent. That is what I call natural talent. Showtime! show bright and early good morning on a uh is it tuesday already it is tuesday yes it is uh, a tuesday the 5th of uh april mm-hmm. already and what a better way to celebrate than being at marshall medical center beaver dam absolutely for another medical great moment. edition of medical yeah. moments and joining us for the first time is denise doers the manager and administrator for Hillside Home Care and Hospice. Denise, this is the first time I think we've had you on the show, yeah, in my memory. I First time here, so thank you for asking me to join. Oh, don't be shy of the microphone. Feel free to get close. It doesn't bite back that hard. We've tested it before, so okay. got a few marks here. But how long have you been with Marshfield for? So I've been with Marshfield for about nine years now. I've been with the Home Care and Hospice Department for eight years. So what exactly is the mission statement of Home Care Hospice? So Home Care and Hospice is the mission statement for us is to be able to serve our community and keep those people um, out in our community as safe as possible possible within their home and provide excellent care to them so they are able to stay um, in the um, stay close with stay family close with family yeah it's 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 a wonderful program to be able to be a part of and it's such a beautiful way of uh, giving grace back to a family of giving them their loved one in a in a great center like this and why exactly if you came here nine years ago what exactly prompted you to come to Marshfield I have Throughout my nursing career, I had always wanted to have a more one-on-one -on -one relationship um, with people, so I felt that home care and hospice would be the perfect setting. Plus, during one of my clinicals, I actually did a clinical session with home care and hospice with one of my nurses currently, who is still with us. <laughs> so um, I fell in love with it. I'm like, this is where I need to be. So what was it about Marshfield's location here that, uh, that attracted you most? I am actually, I've resided in Beaver Dam for most of my life and um, I've been a part of this hospital. My mother actually worked in the, at this hospital for over 20 years in the surgical department. Wow. So I've, I'm very, very versed in um, the history of the hospital and I have nothing but praises for their care that they provide. Denise, uh, a, a little bit about you. What are some of your favorite hobbies when you're outside the hospital? Oh, I love the outdoors. Um, I love to kayak. I love to hike. Um, just walking in general. love being with my, my children. Even though they're grown, we do a lot of stuff as a family together. Um, again, the outdoors is perfect for me. And certainly that's something that Marshall definitely has here of taking in the, the nature scenery, being able to see that pool every day. It is a beautiful setting. Um, I love the ponds, um, go walking a lot of times just to take breaks from work sometimes. It is a great watching the ducks. <laughs> the ducks here are so comical. I'm very jealous. We should get a pair of station ducks. I, I wish we could. I if wish only. we had a pond too. If only. Well, Denise Dewers, uh, you're the manager and administrator for 
Hillside Home Care and Hospice. What exactly is the difference between the home care and the hospice? Are they the, are they the same name or are they two separate entities? They're the same name. Where this, um, our employees do both home care and hospice, which it makes it a wonderful flow, especially for the continuity of care. So, um, home care is our goal of home care is to provide um, care in the home that we can go out educate the client and the family on how to keep that patient safely and effectively managing their care within their home setting so they don't have to leave it which is a huge um, for people and hospice same same philosophy just a little bit different as well so for hospice of course our priority is to keep them in the setting that they would like to be in mainly around their family through their end of life and keep them as comfortable and pain-free and symptom-free as possible and we too for hospice go out and we train those care their family or the caregivers or the facility staff on how to care for them in their end of life so you provide care but you also teach others how to care for their loved ones correct yes so education is key um, in both home care and hospice teaching and training um, them how to take care of themselves or how to provide that safe and effective care for um, their loved one so they um, I don't <laughs> just to keep them in their their setting that they choose yeah. to be in so how long has this program then been at uh, Marshfield so home care started back in 1986 and then we added hospice in 1990 so a little over 30 hmm. years we've you been must, serving our community you must have a quite a legacy of people that have worked in the hospice department and a lot of stories that have uh, come around through that uh, that time we do we have a phenomenal um staff right most of them have been with us some of them have been with us 28 30 years typically we see that when when they enter our department they don't leave just because home care and hospice it's not just a job it's a passion for for the people that come with us and it's it's a family so um, we are all geared towards serving our communities to make everybody as get the care that they deserve when people are looking for careers this is one where it really is service to others for caring for others for treating others as as themselves like it really takes a special quality in someone to want to work in hospice right it does it does um again it's it's not just a job people have a true passion for doing what they do um, they care about the people out in the community they want to we work very, very closely with the providers um, because we are the eyes and the ears out there for these providers in order to provide the, the most safe and effective care um, possible. So we go in based on determines how we go in, um, the frequency that we go into the home. Denise Stewart is the manager and uh, administrator for Hillside Home Care and Hospice here at Marshall Medical Center, Beaver Dam. I'll, I'll let you have some time to drink some water, coffee recuperate this has been pretty easy so far right it's been nothing <laughs> it's been yeah it's been it's been a good time we'll have a <laughs> we'll have more conversation with denise uh, right here at marshall medical center beaver dam this is 95x back to the morning show at 6 20 we're at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. I'm joined again with Denise Stewers, manager and administrator for Hillside Home Care and Hospice. What is your favorite part of the morning? 
Oh, my favorite part of the morning is getting up and enjoying my cup of coffee and watching the sunrise. Yes. How do you like your coffee? How do I like my coffee? With creamer. Probably sometimes more creamer than coffee. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine, though, as long as it has a little taste of coffee. Yeah, definitely not a cold coffee person, though. It's all good. This is a beautiful morning, starting to see the water actually a little bit. Hopefully the ducks get out here and start quacking around. Right. Love the ducks. Well, we were talking a bit about the special individual that it usually takes to be in hospice and home care. It really is it's a passion that's deeper than just trying to pursue a financial career. It really is something a lot deeper with the soul, right? Right, right. So all our staff, as I had mentioned, um, they cut... When they come on board, their their primary goal is to care for the people out in the community, um, and they go over and above whatever it's going to take to get that person um, the care that they rightfully deserve. They will go and be the advocate for them with their provider to ensure that that happens. Well, you mentioned provider there. How many different types of providers are there typically in the home care and hospice hospice program? So in home care, we're always um, working hand-in-hand with their primary care provider, whoever their physician or nurse practitioner or physician assistant is. That's who we work with when they're in home care, or even they they may have a specialty provider such as cardiology, urology. Those are the care providers that we work with in home care. Hospice, um, we again, we work with mainly their primary care provider, but we also have our own hospice medical director and a nurse practitioner that work with us. Um, Our hospice medical director is Dr. Cleary, and she is is amazing, and Christine Groh is our nurse practitioner. She, too, is amazing to work with. Um, And we work hand-in-hand with them as well as if they have a primary care to, again, ensure that they get the care that they need as quickly as possible. Now, for someone who, uh, whose family has maybe never gone through hospice or has never been in that situation, it's really hard to describe what it's like. And it's hard to describe, I guess, the feeling. I don't know if it's right to call it satisfaction, but that sense of ease that kind of comes over you at, after the time ends and after that person moves on. How do you describe that feeling? You're referring to after the person passes away? Right. Okay, so... If they're on our hospice services, just because that person passes away, we truly understand that, you know, it doesn't end right there. Mm. So we are always here to, as in hospice to support the, the family or the caregivers for as long as they need. And we can either do that by working closely with their clergy in their order to do that, or we have um, Chaplain Dennis, who is also on our hospice services who is always willing to help them get through any grief or bereavement support that they need yeah it is um it is tough i had um a a grandmother and a great aunt that both went through hospice uh, two grandmothers and it was it's incredibly difficult kind of watching the process go out but staying close together um i realized i i was hearing stories from my family that i'd never heard before about my grandmother i was hearing things that i'd my first time in in contact with them do you hear a lot of stories like that of people getting closer as a family near the near the end? We do, we do, and we encourage that. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of times we'll go into a home where there's, uh, like, a been a fallout, and we work very hard to bring them together and resolve any issues maybe that 
they have had in the past just to bring them together because it's very important to stay close as a family you have each other and life is mm -hmm. too short to to just disregard any fallouts you need to make amends is that part of the rewarding experience would you say of seeing families get closer together i would definitely say that that's part of it um we do, we as a as a home care and hospice agency we develop really close relationships many times with these people that we care for because we care about them as a person as a whole and some of these relationships last for years it doesn't always just end as soon as service ends so Denise, I don't think we've asked yet, how exactly is someone referred to to the home care and hospice program here at Marshfield Medical Center Beaver Dam? Sure, so for home care, um, if your provider feels that you have a skilled nursing need or a therapist need, um, what they will do is they will determine the eligibility for that and then make a referral to our agency. And for hospice, you if you have a if your provider deems that you have a terminal condition where the expectation of life is six months or less, they will also refer um, to our hospice agency and then we take a look at it and make sure that everything is where it needs to be and get you on service. Well, Denise, thank you again for uh, for joining us. I think we got, we got a little bit more time left in the morning, don't we? We do. You still got some water left. No coffee, I, though. I'm a little no, disappointed. No, I'm a one cup of coffee girl. <laughs> what, uh, will you have breakfast typically in the morning? I do have breakfast in the morning. What do you, what do you go for? A banana and a smoothie. Ooh, it's a good choice. <laughs> Love bananas in the morning. Well, we're going to have more non-banana talk coming up in a little bit. We're here at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam, for Medical Moments. This is 95X. You're listening to the 95X Morning Show. Can't start my day without it. Best way to wake up. Gets me up, keeps me moving all day. It's where I go every morning for everything I need. We love it! Today's best music, 95X. A slinger man is facing charges in Fond du Lac County following a 16-mile pursuit with authorities. The 22-year-old was clocked speeding on I-41 in the town of Friendship around 8 p.m. last night. The chase was terminated, but Marinette County Sheriff's deputies arrested the man following another pursuit later that evening. He's facing charges of fleeing and second-degree recklessly endangering safety. A Fond du Lac County supervisor from Waupon has announced his candidacy for county executive. Sam Kaufman is running for the position following the untimely passing of longtime executive Al Beekle. Kaufman is an attorney and municipal prosecutor for local law enforcement. He is in his sixth year as a board supervisor and fourth year as a Town of Waupon boards member. A special election is scheduled for June 7th. If necessary, a primary election will be held on May 19th. And you can get all election results from the greater Dodge County area as they come in tonight on WBEV and DailyDodge.com once the polls close at 8 p.m. You can still listen to our interviews with each candidate for Dodge County Board and Beaver Dam School Board at DailyDodge.com. I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. It's the morning show. They're so funny. Love you guys. On 95X. This is the morning show. We're live at uh, Marshfield 
Medical Center Beaver Dam for another edition of Medical Moments. We were joined with Denise Dewars. We're going to talk with her in a little bit. She's the uh, manager and administrator for Hillside Home Care and Hospice here at Marshfield Medical Center. You can always find out more about these programs by either going online to bdch.com forward slash home care, or you can always call 920-887-4060. Coming up after the break is the trifecta brought to us by JNL Tire, covering some of the big events that happened yesterday, including something very interesting happening in the suburbs of Texas. We'll get to that and more right here on 95X. If it's interesting, interesting, entertaining, entertaining, or extra wacky, you're having a psychotic episode. That automatically puts me in charge. You'll hear it right here. It's the Morning Trifecta from 95X. 95X, time for the trifecta, brought to us by J&L Tire. Nobody but Denise saw me spill my tea this morning, so nobody will know. Uh, Starting off the trifecta, yesterday was a pretty big day for Elon Musk as he bought 9% of Twitter earlier in the day. He is now Twitter's largest shareholder, and already he's been shaking up the Twitterverse as he tweeted uh, later on Monday, uh, should... Twitter have an edit button? Yes. On. Of course, joking about uh, the inability to edit on Twitter. And, of course, people are going back and forth on whether or not this is a good idea. Elon Musk has been uh, been talking about possibly making his own social network, but this could maybe be uh, his way of trying to get some more control over his favorite platform as he tries to control his message. Of course, the world's richest man. Uh, What is he at now? Like $300 billion? Ugh. It's a little excessive. Well, Alphabet, do we have our cool sounder? Oh, no cool sounder. That's fine. I'll make it up myself. So Alphabet is uh, Google's company, obviously, and they've been working on drone delivery service across the world with their uh, company, Wing. And Wing has celebrated quite a few milestones. They've had their 200,000th delivery across three different countries, they've started really small doing home deliveries. So the drone comes in, it drops off the package good, and it goes right back. Well, now they're expanding it on April 7th for its first commercial service in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area. This is huge. Tens of thousands of homes will be available to receive deliveries from the copters. Customers can order from a limited number of stores that are partnering with Wing, including Walgreens, Bluebell Creameries, Easy Vet, Texas Health, and uh, much more. So what's, what seems to be part of the case is uh, a small shipping container is dropped near where the drone will be uh, taking off, and that's the hangar for the drone. The uh, employees will go in, they take whatever packages are to be delivered, attach them to the drone, and then the drone goes off. And what's really cool about these drones, the wing drones versus the Amazon drones, is that these drones do not need to descend and land in order to drop off their package. Instead, they swoop in to about 23 feet. Then using a tether, they drop the package on the rope. You take it off, and it flies right away. No landing required. That's pretty cool. We're going to see drone delivery going to make making a, a big splash across the country for sure. It's going to change up a lot of how we do business, and maybe, geez, there will never be a reason to go outside again. And finally, it is now officially a movie. The Bob's Burger movies 
has its first trailer. It is hitting theaters. That's right, theaters, May 27th. And we've been promised quite a bit here. It's a musical, a comedy, mystery, adventure film based on the long-running Emmy-winning series. And all the big favorites are going to be back on the screen. Uh, John Benjamin is Bob. John Roberts is Linda. And uh, Kevin Klein is Mr. Fishider. So Bob's Burgers heading to the big screen May 27th. Cannot wait. Bob's Burgers already in its 12th season with new episodes airing every Sunday. And it's already been renewed for 13 seasons. Honestly, it should be like The Simpsons. It should just keep on going. It is a wonderful show. And the trifecta was brought to us by J&L Tire. Locations in Johnson Creek and also Watertown. We're broadcasting from Marshall Medical Center, Beaver Dam. Having little medical moments early in the morning. And coming up after the break, Kale, who's been doing an amazing job engineering back at the station. Thank you, Kale. We'll have a check of weather with Jennifer. That's coming up next right here on 95X. Wake up with 95X. They're really funny in the morning. Hilarious, man. It's just fun to listen to. Today's best music, 95X. 6.46 from 95X, today's best music. Time for a check of weather. We've got meteorologist Jennifer Vushitsky with us. And Jennifer, you know, I know the old saying is uh, April showers bring May flowers. And I know we're only on the fifth day of April, but the consensus around here is uh, that we're, we're already sick of the showers. We're ready for the flowers. Are we... Uh, do we need to brace ourselves for a for a wet April? What are we? We got some sunshine coming our way. What's going on? Um, doesn't look like much sunshine here this week, and uh, we'll move away a little bit from the showers to get some snow. How's that? Oh, <laughs> April April snow brings I don't know. Hey, hey, that worked out. <laughs> hey, there that? you go. Worked I didn't out. even mean to do that one, but it worked out okay. What? Uh, what? Uh, give us the forecast. What are we looking at this week? Yeah, so today it looks like we may see a few spotty areas of rain showers coming in late this afternoon. Otherwise, it's kind of a gloomy day today. Cloudy skies, highs getting into the upper 40s. We should be in the low 50s, so just slightly below average today. Tonight, a better chance for showers, maybe some thunderstorms. Cloudy skies, overnight lows around about 40. Fear down Wednesday, we do have a chance for some rain showers coming in, mainly for the afternoon hours. Partial sunshine develops high around about 53 degrees. 43 here for your Thursday, a chance for rain and snow mixing in the morning, then becoming all rain here late with cloudy skies. Friday, another chance for rain and snow mixing early, then becoming all rain showers, cloudy high 41 degrees. Then on Saturday, looks like we'll have finally a little bit of a dry forecast, partial sunshine high around about 44. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wichitsky. All right, Jennifer, appreciate it. We'll check in with you a little bit later this morning. Sounds great, thanks. That is meteorologist Jennifer Vushitsky. Weather brought to you by Cardinal Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electrical. We're not comfortable until you are. You're listening to the 95X Morning Show. I have them on. All morning. They're hilarious. They make me laugh in the morning. What else could you ask for? Anything can happen. Today's best music, 95X. Beautiful day at Marshall Medical Center, Beaver Dam. There are two things I love most in life. Seeing a gorgeous sunrise, of course, and watching the doors to the cafe slowly rise as well in the morning because that means great things are happening in the kitchen. Cannot wait. We are joined right now with uh, Denise Dewars, manager and administrator for Hillside Home Care and Hospice. And we've been talking a bit about both the home care and the hospice programs and how they differentiate a little bit. But can we get into more detail about the hospice program? And you mentioned before, when we start off, when someone is 
diagnosed as terminally ill, they get um, accepted into the hospice program. What does that beginning look like exactly? So when you're accepted into our hospice program, we are, um, a nurse and a social worker will come out to your home or to the um, the facility that you're based out of and we will admit you onto our services. So that initial meeting is um, all about determining what cares are, cares are going to be needed not only for the client but also for their family members or caregivers in order to support them as best as we can through their end of life. Um, and then once that you are admitted there are multiple disciplines that get involved in your care as well to bring you further support we have cnas that can come in one to two times a week to assist with any um, bathing grooming or health um, hygiene needs uh, we also have like i mentioned we have our social workers we have a nurse that comes in a couple times a week to oversee your medical care as well we have um, a massage therapist who can come in um, for the client to give them relief of any areas that they would need that. We have chaplain services. Um, we have volunteers that we can bring into the home. Volunteers are important as far as giving the caregivers any type of relief that they might need, giving them some time away so they can do things for themselves or even just that socialization aspect that the the client might need as well. Um, and I think I mentioned chaplain, but it, it's a team approach and it's very important in able, to be able to um, provide an all-around care focus on that person. Well, and the multitude of different care from, from different angles, from physical touch and massage therapy to spiritual therapy with uh, a chaplain on site, all of that plays a crucial part into the end-of-life experience. Correct, yes. And then we also, as I mentioned, I probably didn't mention, but we do have our hospice medical director and nurse practitioner that work very close, closely with us as well. Um, and we are always talking amongst each other and figuring out the best possible way to care for you. So how does that work with the patient's primary care physician? Does the primary care physician sign off on the patient going into hospice and uh, that transition just kind of smoothly happens that way? No, not necessarily. Many people elect to keep their primary physician on board, so we always utilize hmm. them as our primary go-to. Okay. Um, and then we... Um, collaborate between them. We utilize our hospice medical physician as um, like our emergent go-to if we need something mm. quickly. And we do have, we meet every Wednesday. We have meetings amongst everybody in the hospice, hospice disciplines. We meet and we discuss patient care and we can get orders in order to get them quickly. So the primary care physician that the patient is most comfortable with their entire life, have seen them for, for pretty much forever, they're still the number one when Definitely. it comes. Definitely, yes. If that is what the patient chooses, then we work with them one-on-one. -on -one. And we, um, they can also choose, uh, sometimes they choose to have our hospice medical director just oversee their care. And a lot of times the primary care physician is fine with that. And if someone has questions about the program or they want to uh, maybe 
check things out a little bit, where, where can they go for more resources to find out more about the hospice program here at Marshfield? Sure, they can go to our website or they can call our office at 920-887-4050 and ask to speak with our intake. We also offer service, it's called a pre hospice pre-conference where we can go into the home or the facility and have a discussion about what hospice is all about, um, answer any questions or concerns that they might have prior to um, getting the referral for hospice just to avoid any situations um, that are, could be confusing. Because it is difficult of determining when exactly hospice is appropriate. Correct, yeah. I mean, that's, how, how exactly do you, do you make that call or how is that call made? So the physician who oversees the patient's care, typically they look at if the diagnosis is a terminal diagnosis and if the disease runs its natural course, their life expectancy would be six months or less. Um, and then they look at the comorbidities or the illnesses that the, pe that the person has and they determine um, if the patient is ready for hospice. Plus, the, it's all about a philosophy as well. Um, people who come on to hospice no longer wish to have any active treatment for their condition or their illness. They don't want to go into the hospital anymore. They just want to be kept as comfortable as possible and have a great quality at the end of life. And that's when the social aspects of, uh, of the massage or the chaplain and having your family there, that's what really matters. And that's what really you guys are really centered around in the hospice program. Yes, that's right. Well, what, um, we, we've, we've covered a lot about hospice. Maybe we can touch on home care in a little bit, but uh, do, you, do you still find after nine years here that hospice is rewarding that it was now as it was nine years ago? I do. Um, and not only do I, but the staff that I have also feels that way. We serve, have been serving the community for a long time, so I, it's, it's very rewarding when we see um, generations of people and we keep families and they keep coming to our services and we keep continue to touch base with them in order to provide care for them mm -hmm. um, over that lifespan, family members to family members to family members. It's, it's very rewarding. We are at uh, Marshall Medical Center, Beaver Dam. It is, uh, well, the life is really starting to come outside right now. We got the birds flying around. Uh, Sherry, I think you met the ducks at the front door already. How are the ducks doing? Did they give a report? Uh, they were greeting everyone as you walked in. Quacks yes. of delights. Mm -hmm. Looked like they might be directing traffic there in the little driveway. That is pretty adorable. Uh, Denise, you were telling a story about uh, sometimes when the ducks get in the parking lot, you guys really take of center stage. Oh, we do. We run out the doors and we try to force them, not force them, but gently guide them back <laughs> towards the pond and out of the parking lot because we're afraid that somebody's going to come along and not really see them and run them over. So yeah, you, every now and then you'll see a mad dash of our staff running out those doors, <laughs> herding them back to the pond. It's quite comical. Oh man, that is, uh, what, what a beautiful day here at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. Great ways to uh, contact the uh, home care department or hospice is either online at bdch.com forward slash home care or 920-887-4050 is that number 920-887-4050. Well, coming back, we'll have a little entertainment news. We'll talk with Denise one, uh, one last time. Lots going on at the hospital today. Lots happening at the station. This is 95X.
The Kansas Jayhawks rallied from 16 points down to beat North Carolina 72-69 and claimed the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship last night in New Orleans. Jayhawks head coach Bill Self was proud of his team's comeback. I think all seven of these guys would be totally content after being around them all year long that this is a 2022 miracle. Uh, uh, I don't. I think they would. I think they'll enjoy it more not having a name attached to it because that's how we played all year long. It's the fourth national championship in program history and the first since 2008 for the Jayhawks. The Bucks try and snap a two-game slide tonight when they travel to Chicago. That's a 7 o'clock tip. You can hear it in 100.5 ESPN and 620 WTMJ. Brewers edge the Rockies 8-7 last night. Milwaukee pitching continues to struggle. Freddie Peralta gave up five runs in four and a third frames. Omar Navarro has hit a two-run blast for Milwaukee. The crew's spring training schedule wraps up this afternoon against the Royals. Opening day is Thursday afternoon at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. The Wupon baseball team blanks Sheboygan Falls 10-0 in five innings on Monday night at the Gus. Braden Larson struck out nine, gave up just one hit in the complete game shutout. Jake Krieger drove in four runs to pace the Warriors offense. Wupon is set to host Winnicott this afternoon at the Gus. Other baseball scores, Columbus blanked Marshall 4-0. Christian Oprah pitched five innings, struck out 10. Girls soccer, Mayville and Columbus tied at one. Beaverdam High School trap team improved to 3-0 on the season. The 241-238 win over the Daniel Boone Conservation Club. Logan Denman led the way, hitting 49 of 50 birds. The All-Trailways West Girls basketball team was announced. Jory Bewalda from Randolph is the player of the year. You can see the full squad on the sports tab at dailydodge.com. This week's Horicon Bank High School Team of the Week is the Watertown High School Track and Field Team. And the Wisconsin Adaptive Sports Association Junior Bucks wheelchair basketball team took third place at the national tournament in Wichita, Kansas over the weekend. Beaver Dam 8th grader Taylor Post competes for the Junior Bucks who defeated South Carolina in the bronze medal game. That is your dailydodge.com sports update. I'm Wade Bates. It's the morning show. I listen every morning. Funny, upbeat. Much better than coffee. On 95X. Oh, it's right around 710 on a beautiful Tuesday morning. Good morning to you on the 5th of April. We're here at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam, for Medical Moments. And we've been talking with Denise Dewars, the manager and administrator for Hillside Home Care and Hospice. And we were... Uh, we had a pretty long discussion about hospice and the various services that you provide, but uh, what about the home care part of it? You were mentioning that uh, you guys have a service area. We do have a service area, um, and that's it goes for both home care and hospice. We service seven counties around us within a 30-mile radius, so we do cover quite a significant area within our community, which is really important um, because there's a lot of individuals out there who need our care. So what are some of the uh, services that the uh, home care provides to patients? So home care is based on if you need a skilled nursing need or even a therapy need. If you, um, your provider will determine what needs you have. So with home care, you have nursing, registered nurses available to come out into your home and help you manage medications, have, have you educate on um, conditions or illnesses that you may have, transitions over from, say, a hospital stay, or a nursing home back to home stay. Um, we also have physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy services available for those who are in need. 
So home care could be something temporary, maybe something uh, somebody just had uh, an accident and is getting some assistance at home, or it could be from a, an illness and they need some uh, more attention to care. Correct. So home care, typically um, we see that people, for their initial period of care, they come on for about 60 days. Um, that does not mean that care ends there. We have people who are on long-term um, services who require medication management or fully catheter care, wound care services, ostomy care. There's, uh, We have people on services for transplants, lab draws. It, it, there's a whole gamut of availability for our care when it, and those again are skilled nursing needs. We have patients who come on our service who maybe are having some gait or balance or mobility issues so therapy gets involved to help them to decrease um, falls at home or in their primary residency. Um, if they're having issues with any speech or swallowing we can have speech therapy come in and assess that as well. So it, it seems like with such a, a wide range of different reasons why someone might have uh, home care that uh, the typical stay really could vary depending it, on a lot of things. Yes, it can vary. Just bec I mean, we, we look at it every 30 days to see where you're at in your care, and as long as you are in need of that care, we will just keep you on our service and keep recertifying you as long as you qualify for the care. Denise Stewart, uh, thank you so much for your time this morning and for this great conversation. I guess a final few questions wrapping up. We've been talking a lot about hospice, and people have ideas of what hospice is, but what are some of the misconceptions? What are What is not hospice? What isn't hospice care? Sure. Unfortunately, there are quite a few misconceptions out there about hospice, and the top two that I can think of, the first one is people think that they're just giving up on life, and that mm -hmm. that's totally not true. What hospice is all about is making your end-of-life top quality and meeting your wishes, um, keeping you as comfortable as possible. And then the other misconception that we t we see is that once you're on hospice, you can never go off of hospice, mm -hmm. and that too is not true. Um, you can you can elect. We see many times where people come onto our services and we get them stabilized, and we consider them a graduate, where they graduate off of hospice, and we can put them back onto home care services to make sure that they remain stable, mm -hmm. or they're at a good place where they no longer need our, need our services and they can come back onto hospice at any point in their life. Um, just be, hospice is not a death sentence. It's, it's a quality of care. Denise, you've been here at the hospital for nine years. I believe the, uh, the hospice program was 86 and home care was 90? Home care was 86, oh. hospice was 90, just the opposite. I was so yeah. close, so close. But obviously there's a long history here at the hospital of these great programs. You've been a part of these great programs. Uh, in, your, in your own way, um, how would you describe the bond that you've had working here at the hospital with both home care and hospice? Our department is really unique. Um, we have a, a very strong bond within the department, the employees that we have. You, we have relatively no turnover whatsoever. People come in and it's their passion to be here. So that, um, and we communicate well with each other which makes a huge difference because we we all want to care for the people out there the best that we can. And if anyone's interested in any of these programs offered at Marshfield Medical Center Beaver Dam, where can they go? They can go to our website, um, bdch.com. 
com forward slash home care or they can call our main office number at 920-887-4050 denise first time and i think you rocked it like a champ well done it was pretty easy right yeah, it was it's yeah. a lot easier than herding ducks around in the parking lot i was just watching the ducks coming out of the bushes for the morning and <laughs> chuckling it's awesome Oh, this is great. Well, I think, Sherry, that uh, there's been a spotlight shining down on you. Let's get a check of entertainment news. What's happening in Hollywood? I am going to Hollywood. Movie stardom is just so hollow. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? This is entertainment news from the 95X Morning Show. So, day two after the uh, Grammys, yeah, and uh, no, uh, no story that we're following from that. Well, I, I do have one Grammy story. Oh. It's about Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, nothing like at the Oscars. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like that. Is this about the fall? Did she take a fall? No, no, not but her. She did drop her yes. awards and broke one in half Ooh. accidentally. It was kind of interesting, though, because, of course, Taylor Swift has quite a following, and mm-hmm. her fans know every move she's ever made. And it turns out, uh, back in 2010, she had the same thing happen to her. And, you know, Olivia is, has always looked up to Taylor, and Taylor has always kind of mentored her to a degree. And so yeah. it was really kind of interesting that those two stories paralleled like that. I, uh, have they worked together? They haven't collaborated I yet, I don't think they? so. Not that I'm aware. They should be collaborating. Oh, I, I would imagine that will happen at some time. A great yeah. pairing between the two. Yeah, I agree. Could you I agree. See, could you see Olivia Rodrigo filling the those shoes of T-Swift? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Totally plausible. Yeah. I think um, I think she's, first of all, very talented, but mm-hmm. I think she's got the legs to make the full the full run. Oh, okay. Just yeah. like Taylor. Not literal legs. But. No, 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 no. Like, she's, yeah. I think she can do it. She's got the star power. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love her. I think she's great. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. It, it seems like she's been around for years, and it's only been like two years, right? Yeah, yeah. And her gown was gorgeous the other night. She looked really, really lovely. Uh, Mika Newton isn't just using her voice to sing. She's urging folks to step in and help Ukrainians survive the war, a crisis she says grows more grave each day for her country. Following her performance Sunday night at the Grammys, she shared her thoughts on Putin's ongoing war in Ukraine and what Americans can do to help. Mika says all help is needed in whatever form, whether it's raising awareness or sending donations. Hmm. She's aware the brutal images from the war can be overwhelming, but she says it's necessary to make sure folks don't forget what is happening every single day. Absolutely. And Zelensky made that message at the Grammys. He did as well. Yeah. And she performed. Um, she performed a song. I don't remember if it led in or led out of what he said, but yeah. Yeah. Even though Tom Brady's back, Rob Gronkowski says he's not ready yet to commit to playing football again. He says he's truly undecided about his future. Most thought the tight end would be a shoe-in to return to Tampa Bay in 2022 after Brady unretired. In fact, Rob says he actually avoided catching footballs at a charity event over the weekend so he wouldn't get an urge to make a decision that he might regret later. (laughs) Really, just throwing charity balls can do it. I guess so. It's a trigger. (laughs) Um, And lastly, Kanye West has left Coachella organizers with a massive hole they need to fill in less than two weeks. But they're not upset. They just want him to get better. 
there's not currently another artist locked in to take his Sunday spot. It'd be a tough hill, but uh, mm-hmm. hopefully yeah, he was a he's big doing headliner. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think everyone is kind of now on the get yourself well train with him, and he needs yeah. to. And thankfully, he's seeing that and seems to be preparing to take the measures to do so. Hopefully so. Hopefully mm-hmm. so. Played a little Kanye West this morning, in fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah? With Kanye. Yeah. yeah. Right. Great stuff. Uh, have one announcement from, uh, this has kind of been a couple days ago, but last okay. Thursday, a cat was missing across from uh, the Beaverdam Country Club on Highway 33. It's a gray cat. It's about 12 pounds in color. It's very friendly. No rear claws, no tags or collar. It's never really been outside, and it's been missing for a couple days now, about five days. Mm-hmm. If you see the cat's very friendly, and please give the station a call at 885-4442. Leave a message, and uh, we will get back to you. But uh, that cat, I think the name now is Pluto, although my cousin used to call it Pickles. Okay. So, so it's just gone through a name change. Yeah, it's still Pluto the Gray Cat. Very gotcha. friendly. Gotcha. Uh, coming up in a little bit, we're going to have a check of news with News Ninja. Obviously, today is Election Day, so make sure you get to your polling place. I believe the polling, uh, it opened up about 21 minutes ago or so. Right? 7-2. Opens up at 7. Closes at 8 o'clock. Right, Sherry? Uh, yes. There we go. All right, we're going to have a check of news coming up right here from uh, Marshall Medical Center, Beaver Dam. This is 95X. Wake up with 95X. I listen in the morning the most. Get you going. You know, find out what's going on. Great to listen to. Today's best music, 95X. Oh, and uh, heading now to the Daily Dodge News Center for a check of news. Do we have news right now? Beaverdam Common Council last night approved the final plat for a new residential housing subdivision on the north side of the city. Stony Ridge is located near the YMCA of Dodge County at the intersection of Ollinger Road and Corporate Drive. Between 58 and 61 single-family residential properties are planned. The plat approved last night is for eastern half of the overall project. The Dodge County Public Health Department is still struggling to fill open positions. Department head Becky Bell told the county's executive committee yesterday, they had no applications for the public health officer role, which has been vacant since January, and registered nurse jobs. She says they are continuing to look at options to assist with recruitment. And the Beaverdam Fire Department is receiving grant funds to help better prepare their firefighters. The agency is a recipient of an assistance to firefighters grant. It will be utilized for a fire ground survival training course, which is valued at $87,000. Included in the grant is a training trailer and props. Once completed, course participants will become certified fire ground survival instructors. This will allow Beaverdam's newly certified instructors to teach the fire ground survival course to its other members, as well as other agencies in the region. I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. Submit your news tips at dailydodge.com. You're listening to the 95X Morning Show. They're funny. They're not negative. Gets me laughing in the morning. I love it. It's great. Today's best music, 95X. Beautiful day at the hospital. Brett Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam, just before 7.30. And we have two more guests joining us. Trisha 
from the Hillside Manor Administrator and Director of CBRF and Home Services, and Marnie Schultz, social worker with Hillside Manor. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. So uh, why not, uh, Marnie, we can start with you a little bit about yourself, who you are, how long you've been with the hospital for. Okay. My name is Marnie Schultz. I'm a social worker working with senior services now, um, primarily at Hillside Manor, but I have, since September, been helping Trisha out over at the CBRF's Eagles Wings and Remembrance Home. I've been with the hospital for a little over 19 years now. So, um, again, working primarily with Hillside Manor, but shifting a little bit and Hmm. expanding my role to assist her as well in the CBRF's. And uh, Trisha, what exactly is your uh, your role here at the hospital? So I am um, the administrator for Hillside Manor and the director of senior services. So started out here, I'm on my 20th year, started out as um, an RN and then worked my way up to the director of nursing and then into the administrator role. So basically run the nursing home along with the CBRFs in meeting their daily needs. What exactly is the CBRF? Community-based residential facility facility and how long has it been at, at the hospital for how long have they had it yeah how long has it been at marshall for i think Ooh. both eagles wings eagles wings has been around a little bit longer than remembrance home but both over 20 years mm-hmm. now at this point mm-hmm. so um, remembrance home is a newer addition mm-hmm. um, and remembrance home is across from fleet farm here in beaver dam on more on the north end of town oh. and eagles wings is just down the street from us just down on stone street around the corner from hillside manor and the hospital so what exactly is the full complement of services that marshfield offers to the surrounding community so for senior services we have from independent um, living apartments which is stone terrace which is connected on the south end of our building of hillside manor so that is the where people are in an apartment on their own Um, they are physically connected to the hospital so it's very convenient for doctor's appointments to come over for meals and those kinds of things but people are pretty much living on their own Um, it property is managed by our property manager Jennifer Bolig. The next kind of step up level of care from there would be Eagles Wings which is a again an assisted living facility that has folks that are generally age 65 years and older need a little bit of help with some aspect of their daily living. It may be bathing dressing, maybe help with medications those kinds of things Um, and then Remembrance Home is a facility specifically designed for people with cognitive issues for some type of dementia memory loss and so that's a safe secure environment um, that again the staff are providing the cares um, we are providing medications we're providing all of those things that we need as we go through our daily routine Mm. and then the highest level of care is Hillside Manor which is our skilled nursing facility where we have 24-hour RN coverage so we have um, folks that are staying there long term for of various different kinds of health needs and then we also have people that are there for short-term rehab so following a surgery um, maybe a, a cardiac event or something like that where they need to come for a couple of weeks to a couple of months to rehab and recoup from from those things and then they return home so, so you have uh, you have myriad different services for pretty much whatever stage of life that a senior might be at yep that's correct correct yes so obviously the last couple of years COVID-19 has been uh, kind of a wrench in a lot of people's lives and probably here more than most places mm-hmm. been highly impacted by COVID-19 and Hillside Manor 
what what has it taught you? What how, what things have changed in the last couple of years? Well, you know what, things still change every day. Um, there's been a lot of changes that have come through the state through um, regulatory um, pieces that every day we're um, changing, um, adding, taking things away. So um, overall, the care has changed. Um, everything from how we do our infection control to how we do our visitation to how we do our activities. Um, COVID has touched on every piece um, of each facility and really everything that we do. I think it's taught us patience and flexibility um, because as Trisha said the the regulations and and the guidelines that we need to follow um, can change very quickly as far as especially regarding visitation and that was a, especially difficult for the residents mm -hmm. of the facilities because they went for an extended period of time where their visitation was really put on hold mm -hmm. um, because of COVID, especially mm -hmm. when we were in the the midst of the mm -hmm. high points of COVID and they went for extended periods of time without being able to see loved ones, which was difficult for the loved ones in the community that wanted to come and visit, but extremely difficult for the residents that lived in our that live in our facilities because they just didn't have that person-to-person -person connection. Right. We could do things through FaceTime and um, video and, and that kind of thing, but that's not the same as being able to give somebody a hug and, and touch somebody and, and see them. So, and we continue to have to adapt and change mm -hmm. as, as things change in the county. And, you know, hopefully things will continue as the numbers continue to improve in the county. That helps um, with how we operate on a day-to-day -day basis. And where, where currently are the social uh, limitations right now in Hillside Manor? Actually, there really are no limitations right now. You are able to visit when you want to. It's just we do screen everybody for signs and symptoms of COVID when they come in, check their temperature, just to make sure that we're keeping our residents safe. Um, they have to wear a mask when they come in. Um, so simple things, but it also, I've really seen the visitation just um, actually over the last month just really, really increase. Mm -hmm. um, we, we keep track of everything, everybody who comes comes in and the visitation for last month probably was double the month before. So wow. I think people are feeling more comfortable about coming in and they're okay with what our limitations and our restrictions are to come and see somebody. So it's nice to see other people in the facility again and it's great to see the residents having visitation from those that they love. That is great to hear. We're going to get a little touch on the uh, different services and activities that you guys provide here at Hillside Manor. We're talking with uh, Trisha and Marnie here at Marshfield Medical Center Beaver Dam for Medical Moments. We'll be right back with the, uh, I think we have the Kickin' the Classic coming up, actually. This is 95X. Here's a look at your weatherology forecast. We'll see a few spotty rain showers possible late today. Otherwise, cloudy skies, a high in the upper 40s. Winds out of the southeast around 5 to 15 miles per hour. And then for tonight, we'll have a chance for some showers and thunderstorms. Cloudy skies, a low near 40. By Wednesday, chance for rain showers here with blend of clouds and sunshine developing a high of 53. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on your It's the morning show. Puts me in the right mood. I listen to you guys every, every morning. I love it. On 95X. Oh, 
now we're back on air. <laughs> now we are. Jeez, I made a total fool of myself during that uh, Quick Trip commercial. I thought we were heading back on, and nope, no, we're not. But we are here now at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam, for Medical Moments. We're joined with Tricia and Marnie talking about the uh, Hillside Manor. And I guess we were we kind of left off right before talking about the exact services that Hillside Manor offers. So Hillside Manor has is a 24-hour skilled nursing facility. So we have some folks that are staying with us long-term for, again, a variety of health needs. They need help with bathing, dressing, um, different <laughs> aspects of their daily living skills and are not able to live at home by themselves. And then we also have um, short-term rehab. So we have folks that are coming in from the hospital they may have been hospitalized for pneumonia, some cardiac issue, may have had a joint replacement, some type of surgery. So they're coming for two weeks, maybe a couple of months um, for their rehab, and then they transition back to home um, or assisted living if they were living in assisted living prior to coming to us. So we have the full range of services at Hillside Manor. We have speech, occupational, and physical therapy. Um, we contract with Greenfield Rehab, so they provide our therapy services at Hillside Manor. And um, We also yeah. contract with hospice, so we do take hospice clients also. So if hospice needs the assistance of 24-hour care, then we try to assist them in that also. So you have different range of services because everybody comes in for different reasons. Might be someone just getting a hip replacement, needs yep. a couple weeks mm -hmm. or a month, whatever it may be. What sort of activities then there are for residents? It must also be quite a wide variety. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess if I had to pick one, Farkle is probably the right. biggest Farkle um, activity. is a, a dice game, Farkle. Um, which is... Farkle, yes. Yeah, Farkle, which Never, is... Yeah, I, I don't know it myself, but they know it well. Right. In the last couple of years, especially, has really come up as a, a game that they like to play. One of the residents in particular on first floor... Um, runs games herself throughout the day because she is up on it and, and loves to play so um, she's taken it upon herself to to just get a group together after breakfast or something and they they play probably at least once a day um, there's different card games from uno to you know different other card games that at King's Corners, different mm -hmm. things that people like Ooh. to play. Bingo's always huge. Bingo's, Bingo's always been a hit, and you know, for several of them. Um, there's also a lot of one-on-ones, so those that aren't able to participate in some of the higher level of activities, we do a lot with them one-on-one. -on -one. Just sometimes we read to them, sometimes we look at pictures with them, so there's different levels of activities for whatever level the resident is requiring. And we also, in the spring now, we'll have um, gardens, raised gardens. Mm -hmm behind Hillside Manor and so we plant a variety of vegetables and then that becomes an activity itself because we've made cucumber salad, Ooh. we've made salsa, we've made pickles, pickles mm -hmm. they love it. all different kinds of things. Um, later in the early summer we hope to be um, participating in the Cycling Without Age program so um, that's a program newer to us um, so that folks even with disabilities can still get out where they can sit and ride on like the front of a, a trike and people behind them are pedaling and they still can get out and experience riding a bike um, 
wow. even though they may not be able to physically do it themselves. So, you know, we will have... So start uh, training everybody because yeah, we're exactly. going to be volunteers. Exactly. We're looking, for, <laughs> we're looking for volunteers to be pedaling behind. So you, oh. It's motorized, so don't worry about it. But, yeah, it <laughs> yes. That's a little cheating. But, it's, yeah. yeah. So don't get too worried about it. But yeah, it's an exciting program that we're going to be offering and looking for volunteers um, to really get um, more outside activities for the residents. They do enjoy being outside, and you know we we do rides. Um, we had done in the past, pre-COVID, um, happy hour once a month, which yep. was always a huge hit. So we've had to modify that with COVID, and um, have done a traveling beverage cart mm-hmm. um, sometimes. So you know, St. Patrick's Day we had um, grasshoppers that we the traveling Ooh. cart went yeah. around. Yes, yes. So. So we uh, we have a resident bartender with one of our activity staff. So we try and keep up all all different activities, as Trisha said, depending on what the interest is and and what people's capabilities are, so that we are oh. everybody's able to participate. Hillside Manor kind of sounds like a Hilton almost. You bet. Yes, you got it. You yes. got it. When when does the gardening take place exactly? When 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 are the uh, the crops typically planted? Oh, we are going to be starting that I, I, next month, I believe, in May. Um, our activity staff are working with um, the folks as far as getting the soil out and then getting some plants. And and so that, again, even weeding and different things like that gets to be an activity and making sure that things are watered and things are harvested. So it's it's a summer-long project, which is nice. We have a, a large patio area out behind Hillside Manor, so a lot of time when the weather is nice <laughs> is, is spent out there, even just sitting under one the of the yeah. shelters and, and just enjoying the sunshine mm. and having some lemonade and good conversation. That sounds delightful. If, if anyone is, is interested in uh, Hillside Manor, uh, what exactly... Can they, or who can they reach out to if it's the right fit for them or someone in their family? They can certainly reach out to me if they would like. Um, they could call me directly. They, my direct phone number is 920-887-6294. And we can set up a time to tour if they would like. And you know, we can also, you know, look at you know what options that we have available between Hillside Manor and our <clears throat> other senior living facilities. Sometimes when people are reaching out to us, they're not really sure what level they need. So we really help walk them through. Like, let's talk about the cares that you need. What level would be the best level for their loved one, and kind of help them walk through those steps, um, determining what care is needed. You guys have a really a team-centric approach. You uh, have conversations every day about how everyone's doing mm-hmm. in the in the manner. We do. We do. Um, it takes a team to run a facility of this size and the CBRFs, really. So every day we get together, we talk about what, what's going on, what needs to be addressed, what do we look at as far as admissions and um, open bed possibilities, room changes. So it's a, it's a conversation of, of really making sure that the system runs well and that we all know what our next step is and um, what might need to be done next. And well, I think we've also, excuse me, I'm sorry, we've had the advantage of we've worked together all for a number of years now, too. So I think that we have, you know, developed a good communication system between the, the people that are involved in those conversations so that we can manage those conversations and, and get things figured out. 
Well, we come back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Remembrance Home. That's a memory care facility that you guys have here. But first, let's get to a little good news. What's on your mind? I have some news I want to share. Want to hear it? Yeah, it kind of depends what the news is. Is it good news? Good news. Great, good news. That's good news. Great. That is good news. Good news. Let's hear it. So I have a few good news stories. Uh, we don't need to play the audio for this one, but uh, a pharmacist at, uh, I, uh, adjusting here, there was a pharmacist at CVS in North Carolina in the news after giving a customer a kidney. Her name is Kathleen Kirkland, and it happened by chance. A local pastor mentioned he was on the kidney transplant list, and she immediately offered to donate. And this guy says he used to go to a different pharmacy, but he just happened to stop in her CVS in 2017 and was amazed at how helpful she was. Little did he know just how helpful she'd end up being. After this, the guy says he's never switching pharmacies again. Oh, beautiful story. Uh, five more women are appearing on U.S. quarters next year. Pilot Bessie Coleman, ballerina Maria Tallchief, activist uh, Hovita Idar. Kula teacher Edith uh, Kanakoole and uh, former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt. And finally, police on Long Island helped save a baby seal that wandered out of the water and into a traffic circle, not unlike the uh, great staff here at Marshall Medical Center saving the ducks as they roam out into the uh, parking lot and getting back into the water again. We'll have more of Marshfield Medical Center medical moments in a little bit. This is 95X. In sports, the Kansas Jayhawks rallied from 16 points down to win the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament 72-69 over North Carolina last night. For the Jayhawks, it's the fourth national championship in program history. Bucks try and snap a two-game uh, losing skid tonight when they travel to Chicago. That's a 7 o'clock tip. You can hear it at 100.5 ESPN and 620 WTMJ. The All-Trailways West Girls Basketball team was announced. Jory Bowalda was the player of the year from Randolph. You can see the full squad on the sports tab at dailydodge.com. This week's Horicon Bank High School Team of the Week is the Watertown High School Track and Field Team. That is your dailydodge.com sports update. I'm Wade Bates. Wake up with 95X. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Gets me up. Top of the morning to everybody. Good morning to you all. Today's best music, 95X. Well, good morning. Just after 8 o'clock, 8.04 here at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam, and wherever you are as well. This time doesn't change that much unless you go over a time zone. Lots of ducks flying around. It's a great day for Marshfield Medical Moments. We've been talking with Tricia and Marnie about uh, Hillside Manor and what services it offers here at the hospital and some of the activities we cover that as well but uh, we did not touch on the Remembrance Home and that's a memory care facility and that's probably one of the most I mean that's a pretty crucial part of any sort of in in home care or in hospital care facility memory care is is a unfortunately a lot of folks are suffering from some sort of memory loss and at times their care gets to be more than can be managed any longer at home and they need a safe and secure environment and that's what Remembrance Home provides. So it's it's a 19 bed facility so we have um, 19 private rooms, they have their own bathroom 
and then the staff provide again those services that the residents need help with so that can be anywhere from bathing to dressing we provide the meals the staff um, assist with administering the medications and the goal is to keep people active and healthy and involved in what they're doing in their daily life but also keep them safe so that their family has the peace of mind to know that they are well cared for and taken care of. Yeah, so aging in place, um, really, we can have residents there that are up and about on their own, um, maybe just needing a secure environment all the way to needing full cares. So there's all different levels of care that are provided there, um, and and each each person is individual and needs something a little different than the next. So um, getting to know their history, getting to know their family, understanding what they've done in the past, maybe for work-related type things um, really helps us create that um, bond with them, help them relate to something that might work, might help them remember things, um, along with, you know, thinking about activities that they might be interested in. What sort of, of, of activities would be offered in the remembrance part? A, a lot of music, maybe. Yeah, um, there's a there's a wide variety. Music or? is music is really something that I when I watch them they really connect with. Music is is something that's great. Um, we do some puzzles, we do some coloring. Um, sometimes we don't get too big with our activities or too long with our activities. They're pretty short lived. Um, and some people might, you know, some of our gentlemen might need to tinker a little bit, so they might need a hammer or a screwdriver or things like that. So it's really tapered to each individual needs and where their interest lies. So are, are birdhouses sometimes constructed? Like? <laughs> they can be, yes. Yes, they certainly can be. Um, they can construct them and they can paint them too. So um, we have a great backyard, again, that we do some gardening in in the summer. Um, they love to be out there and get that fresh air and help out with the gardens too. So another uh, service and uh that you provide here at uh, Hillside Manor is Eagle's Wings. Do you mind giving a little uh, brief of what is Eagle Wings and what services does it offer? So Eagle's Wings is another one of our assisted living communities. Eagle's Wings has 20 rooms, generally uh, over 65 population, and we provide, again, people are... Some people are very independent and walking and able to do a lot, but we also can provide more assist if they would need it. So depending, again, on their level of care, we individualize their, their plan of care so that we can, can meet their needs. So most folks will need some help with some area of their, of their daily living and are not able again to live independently on their own they do you know they can certainly come and go as they would like and go out with family for different family gatherings that are happening and um, we have one gentleman that likes to go out to senior center we've had people that do that go out to church activities but then we also have activities within the facility as well yeah the activities are a little bit higher level they enjoy um playing bingo we have a gentleman who comes in every other week and does some um, exercises with them they really 
really enjoy that. They get they get pretty busy with that. Um, we have the chaplain coming in um, every other week, and he provides some services for them. Um, a volunteer who does bingo with them. So more higher level, watching some movies. Um, and so the activities are a little bit different. They can be more group activities versus individual, um, just because of their level of care. And we also have a group that likes to do radio bingo. Oh, so, yeah, radio course. bingo is big. big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Radio yeah. bingo is... Yes. Was, we've got a, a group that... Yep. wants to make sure that they get their cards every week so that they can be doing yes. radio oh, bingo. Oh, it's the fastest 20 minutes on radio. I know, There's a lot of excitement there. So how exactly is Eagle Wings different from other um, community-based, uh, I'm almost there with the acronym, CBRFs? Yep. Community-based residential facilities. Residential facilities. I think our biggest draw is our affiliation with Marshfield, and we have that continuum of care. So if you are, say, at Hillside Manor for rehab and maybe not able to return home, um, you would have that priority to move over mm-hmm. to Eagle's Wings. We also have the availability of a lot of additional resources. <laughs> we have the foot clinic that comes in, the lab that will come over and yeah. do lab work at the facility, and we also have the, you know, the full services through Marshfield that are available to the residents that live at Eagle's Wings. So from a nursing perspective, we've done a lot of changes to try and be able to bring the services to the facility. Um, in the past, the residents have had to go out and to their doctor's appointments mm-hmm. and things like that. So we've worked with some of the nurse practitioners um, within the community, and they come right to the facility. Um, so that has saved them having to go out for an appointment. Um, and that also gives me as the nurse the ability to quickly contact them and make changes for them. Um, so one of the things, one of the benefits of being with Marshfield is being able to bring the services right to them. I think in a lot of the other facilities, you have to go get your services, you have to go get your lab, you have to go to your appointments. So one of my hugest goals is bringing that right to the facility um, for the residents, and that's been very well received by everybody. So how can someone tell if themselves or a family member is a right fit? What, what sort of traits or qualities are, are you looking for that someone might be a good candidate for Eagle's Wings? I think one of the best ways to know if it's going to be a good fit is to come over and take a tour because you can tell when you come in to the facility if it's if it feels like it's a good fit for you mm-hmm. and you can see the workings of how the staff interact with each other how the staff interact mm-hmm. with the residents you know how what's going on, the activities and, and different things, and I think you can get a good feel or you can get a good feel for your loved one if it may be a good fit for you or not. And then I also provide a nursing assessment to really look at what needs they need um, and can we meet those needs to make sure that they fit in well with everything else that we have going. When you're dealing with a lot of residents, you want to make sure that you have a good fit and that you have a good mix um, so that the level of care doesn't get too heavy for the staff and that we have a really good sense of um, a little bit of everything, if you want to say that way, within the facility so that we can really provide that excellent care. Well, we'll wrap up our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We'll have a little bit more uh, coming up in a little bit. This is 95X, and I believe we have a little Shakira in the mix before we get to local news. You're listening to the 95X Morning Show. It gets me ready for work. Since you listen to the radio, you're well-informed, you know? It's my station. Today's best music, 95X. is 
the morning show that is 95X at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. We are uh, wrapping up this set of conversations with Trisha and uh, Marnie talking about Hillside Manor. We've been talking about, uh, we've talked about the Remembrance Home, the Memory Care Facility, Eagles, Wings, the services that Hillside offers, what activities there are. Uh, what about providers? We haven't really talked about providers. Who is providing at your locations? Actually, they can have any provider that they wish. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. We will work with anybody and any provider. Of course, we have our favorites, of course, Marshfield, but um, we certainly will work with any provider that they wish, you know, if they have a provider in the community and they come in and want to keep them, that's not a problem at all. Um, we'll certainly work around any provider that they wish to keep and work with. Are there... And, and as far as the staff that are providing the direct cares at the facilities, hmm. it's um, CNA staff that are providing the direct cares <laughs> at all of the facilities. The CNAs at the assisted living or the CBRF facilities equals Wings and Remembrance Home. They also um, pass the medications. They have taken a, a special course to be able to pass medications. And then Trisha, as the registered nurse, oversees the physician's orders and those different changes that come about. Um, and then at the Hillside Manor at our skilled nursing facility, we have um, LPNs and registered nurses that pass the medications, that take care of the physician's orders. We have clinical managers who are also RNs that oversee day-to-day um, -day operations and assist with the organization and administration of many different activities throughout the day. We have activity staff at Hillside Manor that direct our activity programs, um, social workers at Hillside Manor, and then myself over at the CBRFs as well. So a wide variety of providers, you know, throughout the day. And the best team you could find. Um, these, the staff that we have at all the facilities really have been there for a long time. Um, they know the regulations, they know the rules, and they really do an excellent job of making sure that we give top-notch care. Well, and I really would not expect anything less. You guys have an amazing organization here at Marshfield, and it certainly shows just in this room alone, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure also in the Eagles Wings and uh, Hillside Manor. Well, do you guys promote a lot of, uh, I mean, you're promoting a lot of teamwork, so I, I'm guessing that a lot of the <laughs> resident, residential, uh, the nurses and certified nursing mm -hmm. assistants, LPNs, mm -hmm. they all kind of work very closely together. They do. They have to work together as a team to really provide, you know, the care that they need. Um, good communication um, between each other throughout the whole day, kind of, um, you know, one step ahead of the other. Um, what comes next? What do we have to do next? What um, appointments do we have? And what do they need? Um, I personally get most of my information from my staff um, they work the closest with the residents they know exactly what their needs are so if there's something that they need I go to the staff and say what else do we need what else can we do they know them the best and then I work on getting that for them and we have had a lot of staff start out at a CNA as a CNA and we have had many many staff that have gone on to school and worked their way up through the ranks, I guess, if you want to call it that, and um, have become registered nurses. And, you know, but we, as Trisha said, we've had a, we are blessed with having a lot of long-term staff. They know the residents that they take care of very well. And so they are the, are our 
they are on the front lines and they are the ones that give us the best information that we can have so that we are providing that quality of care that we are wanting to provide and growing within that is is great to hear and i want to thank you both trisha and uh, marnie for joining us this morning if anyone's interested about your uh, senior service programs that we've talked about where can they go for more information Again, they can give me a call directly. My number again is 920-887-6294, and that's direct to me. And they can also go to our webpage and click on Senior Services. There are little synopsis of all of our senior services that we do have available and get some more information from there as well. All right. Well, thank you again, and uh, have a great, lovely uh, Tuesday. You too. Thank you. You too. We're going to head back to the station where Kale is handling some weather. It's the morning show. The only way to wake up. Morning awesomeness. The best music. Music up the windows down. On 95X. 825 from 95X, and yes, it's time to check the weather. We'll get right to it. To it uh, meteorologist Jennifer Vushitsky is on the line. Jennifer, uh, what are we looking at weather-wise for the next few days? Yeah, so it looks like today we can expect to see a few spotty areas of rain showers coming in late this afternoon. Otherwise, just cloudy skies today. Highs getting up right around about the upper 40s. We should be in the uh, mid to low 50s, so just a little bit below average for this time of the year. Better chance for showers and maybe some thunderstorms here for tonight. Cloudy overnight lows around about 40. For your Wednesday, slightly warmer tomorrow. More of an average day, actually. A chance for some rain showers in the afternoon hours. Partial sunshine develops high around about 53. Thursday, a 10-degree drop in temperatures. We'll have a chance for rain and snow mixing early, then becoming all rain lake. Cloudy high, 43 degrees. 41 here Friday, chance for rain and snow mixing early, then becoming all rain. And then on Saturday, a dry start to the weekend. Partial sunshine high gets up to around about 44. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. This is five random facts. Let's spin the random wheel of topics. Yeah, he's just saying random words. On the 95X Morning Show. All right, Jennifer, I know we got to you a little late. You got time for five random facts, so you got to get going. Nope, I'm good. All right, sounds great. Five random facts. Today, random fact number one, Ohio, the only state to have an official rock song. Any guesses, Jennifer, as to what their official rock song is? I'll give you a hint. It's from the 60s. It's, is, it, uh, is it the Cleveland Rocks song? Oh, you know what? That would be a really clever one. I, that would make actually a lot more sense than this one. It's actually Hang On Sloopy. Hang is it a common song? Sloopy. Like, would I know it? Hang on, Sloopy. Sloopy, hang on. That one, I'm not a great singer, but that's the song. Uh, maybe it's just because I work for BEV and play oldies all the time, so I'm more familiar with it. There you go. All right, I right. my answer. <laughs> yeah, I think Cleveland Rock should be the official song. That makes way more sense. Way more sense. Yeah. Uh, random fact number two, Canada has more lakes than any other country in the world. There's so many that there's not even an estimate on how many there may be. Uh, We do know that Canada has more than 879,000 lakes that cover at least 25 acres. So, yeah, Minnesota, take that. Land of a thousand lakes. They got nothing on Canada. It's ten thousand lakes. Oh, yeah, ten thousand lakes. By the way, Wisconsin Wisconsin also has more than that, so... All right. Minnesota. They have more than that, too. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Let's see. Random fact number three. Dr. Seuss. Yeah, this is fun. Released an adult book in 1939 called The Seven Lady Godivas, The True Facts Concerning History's Barest Family. 
Uh, only sold 2,500 copies, heard of it. though. Yeah, only sold. Tw- well, do you have? You must be one of the 2,500 copies, huh? Uh, no. But can you imagine? <laughs> I imagine that would be pretty valuable, no? Uh, I would. I would think so at this point. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what that would go for at like an auction. If that would go for a lot of money, it'd be interesting. Right. Ra- random fact number four: the average house cat, warthog, and grizzly bear are all faster than the fastest human sprinters of all time. So if you think you're outrunning that grizzly bear, you're out of luck. Fast warhog. I was uh, I was once taught, speaking of outrunning a bear, I was once taught that if you're hiking with a group, make somebody wear mm-hmm. a summer sausage around their neck and just run faster than them. There you go. See? I like it. That's all you, you got to do. You have to outrun the, sh- uh, the slowest person. Exactly. Uh, and finally, random fact number five, Kellogg's admits that every color of Fruit Loops is the same flavor. And do you know what the flavor mm-hmm. is, Jennifer? Uh, fruity. Oh, you actually basically got it. They just say that the flavor is fruit. Fruit spelled F-R-O-O-T. Yep, exactly. There you go. Yes, I got it right. Your, yeah, Jennifer's Jennifer's hanging up for the day. She's like, I got something right today. I'm going home. Tell the boss I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, exactly. uh, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds great. Thanks. That is meteorologist Jennifer Vushitsky and a look at five random facts. We'll have a check of news coming up next on 95X. You're listening to the 95X Morning Show. So wake me up. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. You morning people. (laughs) Today's best music, 95X. Brett Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. A lot of laughs as we talk about uh, ducks and geese. And, of course, we're joined right now with uh, Chief Administrative Officer Angelia Foster. Welcome back. Good morning. Great to see you. Good morning. How are you? Great. How have you been? Doing quite well. Doing really, really well. The team has been busy the last few days. Uh, We have converted to an electronic health record that's standardized across our entire organization. Very exciting. Um, And so our acute and ambulatory services and the clinics, now when you come in, all of the records talk to each other, which is a great benefit. Yes. That's awesome. Great patient safety component for our community. So we're really excited. More communication is always a great thing. Um, well, what's uh, obviously we've been getting a lot of updates about COVID nineteen, and that seems to kind of have taken a backstory a little bit. Uh, all these stories about avian flu, but COVID nineteen still very much present. Where are we right now in Dodge County? Yeah, so we're seeing the lowest hospitalizations we've had since the last summer, actually since last July. Uh, same for testing positivity. You know, we have a huddle every single morning, and uh, when they report out 0% positivity from the testing the day before, we get pretty excited, right? Yeah. Um, but I would say, so it's pretty consistent with what we're seeing across the country, and if you follow the last couple of years, the spring and summer tend to be lower positivity rate opportunities for us as a country. I would still encourage folks to be careful and Mm -hmm. we're cautiously optimistic Um, I would say keep masking if it's appropriate really social distance Uh, if you've not been vaccinated think about it it's now been out for over 18 months and so there's some 
uh, now more statistically significant research that shows the cause and effect of using the vaccine. And also, if you're eligible for a booster, we ask that you think about getting one of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know the CDC just announced last week people over the age of 50 uh, should consider getting a fourth booster. And so if you need one of those, give our clinic a call and we'll be glad to help you out. And uh, is it children at the age of five now can also receive? Yes, five and up. Yes. Yeah, five and up. Uh, I know that I recently read that Moderna had actually asked for kiddos under five, but that has not been approved through the CDC just yet. Okay. That's still in the pipeline then? Yep. So let's talk a little bit more about this one system. Obviously, yeah. I mean, this might sound kind of boring, like, oh, new software. Like, why is that yes. exciting? But being able to have all your different departments being able to communicate in the same language on the same software, that is huge. It is. It is. And so it, just watching it the last few days uh, and seeing the staff, you know, one of the things that used to happen here is you would come into the ER, right? And you're here because you have an emergency. And we ask you your medication list. So tell us what meds you're on, what are you taking, how much, how often, and I I don't know about you unless I've got it written in my phone yeah I don't always remember that information and then let's say oh my goodness you have to go from the ER to well you might need a little surgery and we're gonna need to put you up in the inpatient unit in our old system we would have to ask you again oh. to tell us all of those medicines how often you take them how much right and you'd look at us like I just told them that. Why are you asking me that again? Well, it's because our systems didn't talk to each other. And so now we're already seeing workflow improvements, patient satisfaction uh, will be better, and patient safety, right? Knowing and being able to reconcile one set of med lists for you is really important as we work you through the continuum of care if you need more than one service here. Oh, that's amazing. Because otherwise it's like driving down a highway and then one mile it's in miles, then it's in kilometers. Like, what the heck's the speed limit? I don't know. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Right. Well, this yeah. is this is really exciting. What else yeah. is new at Marshfield Medical Center? Yeah, today? so uh, this has been pretty all-consuming, um, and I just want to brag. Our staff, we had lots of folks from Marshfield, uh, the health system, here this week, and they're here this week visiting, helping, supporting. In fact, I walked in with a doc this morning, and he said, I've gone through a lot of go-lives. I've never had this level of support. He's like, I had three people who could help me problem-solve the issues that I might face as I was getting to know this new electronic health record. So I do just want to brag about the local team. Team. They have represented us beautifully to both the system and the community and stayed focused on patients as we're making our way through this. All at the same time that uh, today is our first day of pain management in the community again in over two years. Um, and so Dr. Singh and Amy will be here to meet the needs of the community around pain management. We know it's been a big mm. gap for us the last couple of years, so we're really excited to be in a position to help those who have that chronic pain and need that additional support. So that's a big opportunity for us. Uh, Also, we moved our sleep lab back on campus. Um, We really wanted to keep everyone in their services as best we could right here on the main campus. Um, And so that has relocated back here. We had our first couple of sleep studies on new software as part of the Mm -hmm. one system transition um, in renovated spaces upstairs. And I was up there yesterday. They're putting up new blinds because we all know when you have to do a sleep study, you need it as dark as you possibly can get it because getting a sleep study means often you don't sleep. as part of that process. So the team's doing a great job around that as well. And then lastly, we're super excited. May 1st, Vita Park I will be joining Marshville Clinic here in Beaver Dam. We've been having lots of the meetings and getting them oriented, but truthfully, Dr. Castillo and Dr. Wilkins have been part of the family here. 
at Beaver Dam for many, many years. And so it just feels like they're coming home and it's kind of fun to have that conversation going on as we are going through one system and got lots of changes coming, but then have these two really tremendous ophthalmologists in our community who've made the decision to be part of the Marshfield families. This is a real blessing. Super exciting. I I don't suppose hospitals thinking about giving away free cataract removals. That's probably not in the No, no, no. But what I will tell you is you'll get the best possible care and Dr. Castillo and Dr. Wilkins, uh, they are amazing providers and Mm -hmm. what I love the most is that their bedside manner for people is just phenomenal. Uh, And to watch them with their patients and now have that be a permanent part of our team is pretty impressive. Yeah. It's very exciting. I cannot wait for next month because all these great changes. The one system is a huge deal, and I hope it goes well for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Well, that will uh, conclude this uh, interview for Marshall Medical Center Beaver Dam. Thank you so much for inviting us. Thanks for coming. All right. We'll have more on 95X. Something to do? Check out the events page on DailyDodge.com. Brought to you by Metalcraft of Mayville. Time for today's day in history. We are making history here, people. We're making history. You are on the wrong side of history, my friend. You guys ready to make history? On the 95X Morning Show. All right, time for a little history on the... That. <laughs> We're still at the hospital. Yeah. But we don't have any uh, interviews at the moment. So we're running through some of the big events that happened today, April 5th, in history, Sherry. And the big one, 408 years ago, 1614, Pocahontas married colonist John Rolfe in Virginia. Okay. And then became a Disney movie that is somewhat questionable looking back at it 20 years later. But, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's where we stand right now. Julie Andrews won Best Actress for Mary Poppins 57 years ago, and Chim Chim Cherie won the Oscar for Best Original Song. I love her. It she's is, so wholesome. Yeah, she's very wholesome. Yeah, yeah what always has movie. been. It's a fun movie. It's totally rewatchable, mm-hmm. time after time. Mm-hmm. Stephen King first published Carrie 48 years ago, 1974. Ooh. I have not read it. I haven't even watched the original or the remake. I mean, I'm, I know what happens. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, what a creepy story. All of those are creepy Don't stories. Don't give superpowers to humans. It never goes right. No. It's not a good idea. But it's interesting because sometimes I feel like you would like that. Well, to have. well everyone would like power. Yeah, absolutely. But then everyone ends up abusing power. Okay. Right? No, I'm on board with you. Yeah, it's yeah. just sometimes <laughs> I feel... I, we've had other conversations about, you know, like, different things that, as a human race, would, like, really boost us, whether it be robotics or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and you get really interested in that kind of stuff. I do. So to hear you say that you're not necessarily supportive of this I, I mean, surprises I, someone me. has to be. Someone has to hold the totem. Like, I know it's kind of inevitable. Yeah. Really? But it's like, guys, we don't have a great track record. Look at our civilizations. Like, hey, I just... I got you. You know, you know, one person I do have a lot of faith in, though, is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 1984. He became the the all-time NBA regular season scoring leader and broke Wilt Chamberlain's record of 31,421 career points. Wow. That is insane. Wow. That is nuts. Uh, Fox Broadcasting Company made its primetime debut debut in 1987 with Married with Children <laughs> and the Tracy Ullman Show that eventually spawned The Simpsons. Totally forgot about the Tracy Ullman Show. Yeah. I've never seen the Tracy Ullman Show. I think you would enjoy it. 
You should check it out. It's got to be out there somewhere. Was that where you like can a grab collection it. of vignettes or something? I think so, if my memory serves. Yeah. Huh. Uh, what else happened here? Ziggy Marley became the official spokesperson for the Hemp Bar 22 years ago in 2000. Okay. I don't know where you can even find a Hemp Bar these days. <laughs> and uh, in 2017, Barry Manilow came out as gay at the age of uh, 73, five years ago. I didn't know that. I was not aware of that either, but that's, that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Oh. And that is the history of it happened today. Celebrity birthdays. As we get down to the list for April 5th, let's see what sort of big names are on uh, Lily James. She's Disney's live-action Cinderella. She's 33 today. Tom Riley is 41. He was Leonardo da Vinci on the Star Series Da Vinci's Demons. Pharrell, 49. Don't even need to say his last name anymore. Mm -hmm. Just Pharrell. Everyone knows. Just Pharrell. Max Gall, Gale, 79. Detective Stanley Wojo on Barney Miller. And Colin Powell would have been 85. He passed last year. Some other uh, Frank uh, Gorshin, the Riddler and the old school Batman. Wow. Born in 1933. <gasps> Spencer Tracy was born in 1900. <laughs> I love Spencer Tracy. Wow. Wow, man. Nice round number to be born in. Great number. Great year. Betty Davis was born in 1908. Gregory Peck, 1916, and Booker T. Washington, 1856, as well as Joseph Lister, of course, the guy that invented Listerine, Listerine. Ah. 1897. You know what tastes a lot better than Listerine is uh, something that you're actually supposed to drink and something that's brewed with care and with class and with actual style and skill. And that's exactly what Uga has. Uga Brewing Company. Ah, Uga, I think is the proper pronunciation. Well, they have a great menu on their website, ugabrewing.com. They have the ala. It's their classic, uh, it's their take on the classic American cream ale infused with the aroma of fresh jalapenos. But it's not super spicy. It's very refreshing. They also have the Rum Barrel Age Festivus. That's their Festivus Winter Spiced Ale, aged to perfection for one year in an Appleton Estates rum barrel. Nice. Mm. They also have, of course, the Hazard Pay. It's a pale, hoppy American wheat, and that's just a tip of the iceberg. They also have guest brews, non-alcoholic beverages, and even some food, like Leroy Meats' uh, Pizza, Milwaukee Soft Pretzels, uh-huh. Great Harvest Pepperoni Rolls, oh, and my. Popcorn and Snack Mix, and of course, Great Atmosphere. And this is the perfect time of year right now. We're going to be opening up those garage doors. Yeah. People are going to be outside. Yeah. They got uh, Pride Fest coming up as their next big uh, show, but otherwise, that whole little district right now, mm-hmm. great to get some chicken or whatnot and just chill out with friends at Uga Brew in Beaver Dam. And I understand that we have a local birthday, Kale. Yeah, that's right. Uh, had to throw this one out there. Happy 10th birthday to Skylar Schmidt. That's from uh, Skylar's great uncle, Mark, called that in. So happy birthday, 10th birthday to Skylar. Happy birthday, Aww, Skylar. That's a big one. That's Double digits. Awesome. Man. Well, we are going to wrap up the morning show of our Kicking the Classic coming up next on 95X. From the Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dell Studio, this is today's best music, 95X. Wake up with 95X. Give it up. All morning. Every morning. All morning. All morning. Get me up every morning. They definitely get me through the work week. They have the best morning show. Today's best music, 95X. Ninety 
95X. We are uh, we are wrapping up the morning show here at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam, and I realize I'm kind of like a dog and better have a very short-term memory. I don't even know what our kick in the classic is today. I just know it's exciting, and that's enough for me. So otherwise, thank you to the whole staff here at the hospital for Dan and uh, Angelia for inviting us in. And do want to make one final mention of that uh, missing cat that was last seen at the Beaver Dam Country Club on Highway 33. He's gray, he's about 12 pounds, friendly, no collars or tags. If you see a friendly but maybe slightly skittish cat in that area, please call the station 885-4442. Leave a message and uh, I will get back to you. Otherwise, beautiful day for the Ducks. Lots of busyness going on and it's time for a kick in the classic, which is a total surprise. This is 95X.